Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. I am your host with the most, Nick, and we've got another great episode this week. The Metalhead Maniac Sledge from Ring of Honor Wrestling is joining me, man. I'm excited for everybody to hear uh, this interview. Sledge is a a California boy. Uh, He made his mark out here in Northern California all up and down. And then if we get into this conversation as well, uh, how he got on to the Snow and Cold podcast, courtesy of our good friend AJ Kirsch of the show, and that kind of really launched him, and then kind of taking it through, and how he's going to be debuting this Friday night at Final Battle there in Baltimore for Ring of Honor, so super excited for everybody to hear that. But before we do that... Let's talk about last week's episode with the amazing guitar player Steve Brown. Much appreciate everybody t- checking that out. What a great, great episode that was. Really, really enjoyed that episode, man. Top notch. Really, really good, good stuff. And uh, I'm super excited uh, for everybody here this weekend and the Metalhead Maniac Sledge. So before we jump into that interview, you know we've been. Uh, we talk right at the top about how we kind of been trying to hook this up for a while when he was out here doing independence. We didn't get a chance to, but uh, super excited for everybody to hear this interview. We also get into some music talk. He says it in his name, Metalhead Maniac. He's a big heavy metal rock and roll fan, so we get into that. We discuss uh, new heavy metal, old school heavy metal. So really excited for everybody to hear this interview with him. And to keep up to date on all things to do with the podcast, you can make sure to ju- uh, go over to the old Twitter machine at Podcast. That's where I'm the most active. You'll see all kinds of news and notes for the show. Instagram Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Facebook Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast. And of course, keep those five-star reviews coming on iTunes as well. You can go over to uh, rockandwrestlingpodcast.com, get your official teachers, or prowrestlingtees.com rw podcast store and you can keep all that good merchandise afloat so once again it's a pleasure to have everybody join me on your one-stop shop all things rock all things wrestling i'm gonna stop yakking now and we're gonna get into this week's featured interview with none other than the metalhead maniac sledge from ring of honor wrestling
All right, it's a pleasure to welcome this man to the show. I've been trying to get him on for a while because I love having guests that kind of dabble in both worlds of rock and wrestling. Uh, is the Metalhead Maniac Sledge. Man, it's a pleasure to have you on. I mean, you have it in the title of your of your name there, Metalhead, and this is, you know, I dabble in both rock and wrestling, so it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Thank you for having me, man. We've been trying to set this up for a, a hot minute. I'm glad our schedule kind of worked it at this time. Yeah, it is. So I want to start off because uh, you have such an interesting story, and I, with every guest I have on when it comes to professional wrestling, I love getting the take of were you a fan first, and then how did that progress from being just you know being a fan, getting into the business, or was it more you know like some guys discovered the business later on and you got into it? How how did that you know where did your story and journey really begin? Um, I've always been a big fan since I was a kid. Um, I remember sitting on my dad's lap watching it at like three years old. Um, anywhere from, you know, the early eight, uh, I guess it'd be the late eighties into the early nineties into the attitude era into, um, I try to keep up on the, on the, on the product, uh, today. It's just, you know, with my schedule, it's really hard to kind of keep up on the product that's, that's going on right now. But, um, the cool thing about the WWE Network is um, I get to watch NXT the next day. So I usually catch up on NXT like the next day. But yeah, I try to keep up on uh, most of all wrestling if it's possible. I did, a, I did a lot more before I got such a busy schedule. But, you know, but to answer your question, always been a big fan since I was a kid. Yeah, you know, the WWE Network is great, man. I, they, when there's nothing on, I'm like, I'm just turning this on, man. I'm going to watch Sting and Hogan again. Why not? I was just watching uh, Halloween Havoc 96, like, I think yesterday. Oh, that's such a good one, uh, yeah. man, when Piper comes out at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how so. did you yeah, get into it then? You know, you said you remember your early memories of being, you know, watching it on your dad's lap. How did you, you know, really get into it? Cause, you know, just go, man, that's what I want to do with, you know, my life. I want to jump, jump into the wrestling business. Well, it's kind of interesting because uh, my um, – my next door neighbor was a huge wrestling fan too. And we would always wrestle in our front, in my front yard. And I had like this, uh, chain, chain link fence around the front of my front yard. So that was like the cage, you know, and, uh, <laughs> always, always jumping off that. And we used to always get in trouble for jumping off. Cause we had a wall as a divider for our houses and we would always jump off the wall and drop elbow drops and all this stuff, man. We used to always get in trouble. So, um, the door opened one time when I was living in the Bay Area um, to go to All Pro Wrestling, a school uh, in, I want to say, Hayward, California, if there's still a school. I think they're ran out of Pacifica right now, out of the Gold Rush. I'm not quite 100% sure. But um, the door closed. Um, I didn't go through it. And then um, the door opened again. And it was like, well, if the door opens twice, man, I got to go through it and see what happens. So. Yeah, I'll do all pro wrestling out here, man. They're 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 great, man. They always have such big names, big talent. A lot of guys have come through there. That's cool to hear that you got your start there, man. Because you you do really made a name for yourself in that in that in the scene, you know, Bay Area and out here in California. So it's good to see a California boy doing some big things now. Yeah, there's a lot of good California guys that are actually like making their rounds right now. That are actually doing like really really cool things. It's really really cool to watch, you know, like guys that I've stepped in the ring with and stuff like that, doing like really, really cool things. And like guys that I've kind of like, I, I don't want to say helped along the way, but like kind of, you know, gave them like a couch to sleep on or, or whatever it was, you know, to kind of help them 
you know, doing cool things. So um, that's really cool to watch, you know. It, it, it is, man, because, you know, I always always think, you know, with big wrestling events, we, the West Coast, especially specifically California, we always got kind of shafted, man. They always host the big stuff, you know, East Coast or, you know, Midwest. We always, you know, when it comes to big big wrestling, we always felt, I always felt like we get shafted from a big event, man. Like, you know, we've only had one WrestleMania and that sort, you know, sort of thing. So it's cool to see, you know, some California talent out there really doing incredible things. Well, we've had, we've had two WrestleManias, from what I understand. From what I remember, we had WrestleMania 20. Um, and then um, that was in Hollywood. I want to say it was at the Staples Center. Oh, yeah, State. 21. Yeah, then, 21. Yeah. yeah, it was 21, right. And then we just had the one in San Francisco at the Niners Stadium, which I was at, which was cool. Um, yep. That was my first WrestleMania that I've ever been to, so that was really, really cool. And then um, I heard rumors that it could be coming back to California next year. That's what I've heard too. I've heard the the rumors about the the, the new Rams stadium. Even though being a Niners fan, I'm gonna have to suck it up and go because you know it's WrestleMania, so I won't miss that. But you know, I'll ignore that it's the Rams stadium. Being a Niners fan, well, I guess that we're gonna find out here in the next couple months when they uh, announce the next city for WrestleMania. Um, it, it'll be it'll be cool. It's I, I hear it's here. It's up in the air between L.A. and Vegas. Yeah, so. yeah, it, it it'll, it'll be cool, man. It's always cool when we we get stuff back out here. And one of the curious things I, I wanted to ask you, man, because you know sure. I, I'm just a big I'm a big rock and roll fan too, and I, that's what I kind of do here in molding the two worlds. How you know how did you come up with the idea of like the metalhead maniac and molding you know you know metal rock and roll kind of taking that and bringing it into pro wrestling because. Without, I'm one of the few people that liked the Kiss Demon in WCW because that's what got me into music. I'm the one guy that actually liked it. So uh, that's what got me into music was through pro wrestling. So I'm curious to hear how you connected the dots there. Well, I've always like been, like I said, I've always been a big fan of like professional wrestling. And then um, it was actually my sister that got me into metal music uh, because, uh, believe it or not, I used to listen to rap when I was a younger kid. Um, I was like into like Puff Daddy and like Mace and like Master P and stuff like that, you know, uh, Tupac, you know, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, I, the list can go on. And one day, man, she threw on an- Anthrax, like Stomp 442, man. And it was just, it just changed my world. It changed my life. Next thing you know, dude, I'm buying Metallica albums and, and I'm just a straight on metalhead, man, because it like, I played drums too. So it really like, it felt me in my stomach and my gut. Like I could hear the drum beats and I could follow them in my head. And then I could put them on my radio and then I could play them on my drum set. While before it was like big on YouTube, you know, have my headphones in and like, I'm sitting there playing the songs and annoying the shit out of my neighbors, you know? And, uh, and how I came up with the metalhead maniac was when I was playing in a touring band, they called me the hammer. Um, which a lot of people know who, what my shoot name is, is Brian Campbell. They used to call me Brian the hammer Campbell. And um, I took Hammer and just turned it into Sledge. And then I was like, man, I need, like, moniker. Sledge just sounds so, like, by itself. I need something that, like, really defines me. And um, I, like, I, I think I messed around with, like, the punk rock powerhouse, which was, like, already taken. And uh, something else. I was like, something metal. Something, and it was, like, metalhead. And I, like, racked my brain for a little bit. And I don't remember how it came to me, but it just did. I was like, the metalhead maniac. And, like... It's stuck. It's been sticking for the last, uh, what I've been doing this now for like the last eight years. You know, it's stuck, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. So it's a it's a great name, and I didn't know that about you. That you're a two musician. I've I've played in several bands, and 
I would say toured, but been up and down in California in different scenes, man. And that's I love the connection, connection, man, because people don't realize, man, the rock and roll music business is so similar to professional wrestling. I mean, they, oh, hundred, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, they have such parallels, man. And it even in today's age, I, I crack up, you know, a new band puts out a record, oh, this record sucks, and it's the same thing in wrestling. Oh, I don't like that, man. And it's like, just enjoy it, just just enjoy yeah. what it is, you know. It's it's crazy how they parallel each other so much. Well, the the world is so, you know, surrounded by the internet and by social media and social media has given you a voice, whether you wanted them to give you a voice or not, whether you want to hear their voices or not, um, of, you know, people that are like keyboard warriors and like hide behind their keyboards and be like, oh, they're just, you know, I don't know what language I can use on this thing, but. Oh, you can cuss away. I don't, I don't know. Okay, cool. (laughs) They're just, just shit on everything. You know, just because they're just bitter people that just can't do what we do, whether you're a musician, whether you're shitting on a band for being really, really good or being a pro wrestler and you're really mad that you can't be a pro wrestler because you can't do what we do. So they just shit on the product. Like I've seen so many people online that um, that have like CM Punk, I guess, made some kind of appearance or something like that Um, or is coming back to WWE. I don't really know the story behind it, but like. So many people online are like shitting on it. It was like, oh, after so and so, now you can you come back after you sued them. And now it's like, dude, just be happy he's back. Like he was so good in professional wrestling. He was so good at what he did. Like I was a huge fan of CM Punk. Like, like just be happy. Don't you don't have to shit on everything. Like there's no reason to shit on things. You know, like there's so much hate in this world, and I, I really hate it. I you know I hate the, hate the Hate, hate the hate in the world. You know, so. <laughs> well, you 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 bring up the yeah people just shitting on stuff, man. Like I hate when you know you know there, there may be a botch in a match and people get on and just go oh man they, they botched it. I'm like dude, I, I would never do that because I'm like I played in a band and there's been plenty of times where I've effed up a solo, missed a chord and it sounds awful. I'm like that's kind of part of the live performance aspect. You know you're gonna mess up occasionally. Yeah, it's like if you it's like you blow blowing a spot, you know. It's like if you blow a spot, you know, like if you don't know how to cover it really well because you're unexperienced or whatever, um, you know, it could look really, really wonky. You know, it could be really weird, and like it could take somebody completely out of a match or it could take somebody completely out of a performance. But it's like, you know, shit happens. Exactly. Shit happens. Yeah. You know, shit happens. You know. Yeah. So. You know, you were you said you've been at you know been at it a while, especially with the metalhead maniac moniker. You know, for like the last eight years, and you're really up and down California. You know, what kind of you know you're now out there in Baltimore, kind of getting your Correct. feet wet with with Ring of Honor. You know, what kind of led to led to you know getting on their map because they're a great company and they put mil- you know tons of stars out there. So what led kind of getting on their radar and then going, you know what, this is going to be the company for me. Um, it was kind of like, it, it all snowballed super quick. It really did. Um, so I would, I guess like after I did like impact pro wrestling and then, um, I did, uh, the Austin podcast, it kind of, uh, gave me like a little bit of a name, I guess it would be, um, a little bit of credibility or, or whatever you want to call it. So I started like traveling a lot and, you know, flying different places in a different city every, every, you know, different night and, you know, just jet lagged like nobody's business. You guys think that's easy. It's not. It's really, really, you know, going into a match, you know, with two hours sleep because of whatever happened the night before because your flight or whatever it was and your two time difference. 
you know, you gotta go out there, you gotta perform for 30 minutes because you're, you know, the name that they're bringing in, it's, it's, it's rough, but it's what we love to do. Um, I found out ring of honor, um, was coming to Vegas, um, in, uh, last March and I blocked out my calendar cause I was like, I just gotta go, man. Cause like ring of honor is always like a company that I've always really loved. I've always really loved what they've done with their talent. And like, I've wrestled like a lot of guys in ring of honor. So I'm like, you know, maybe this could be like a rub for me or, you know, whatever. Um, so I showed up, I flew myself out there to Vegas, um, on like a Thursday and we were doing setup or it was like a Wednesday and I like, we were doing setup on Thursday and I was staying with my buddy West, Um, and cause he's done like extra work for them and stuff like that. And I was like, yo dude, when did they set up? And like, somebody gave me like some wrong information. It was like, oh yeah, be there by 4 PM. And, which was completely wrong information. Um, and my buddy West is like, no, nah, dude, if there's trucks there, that means they're there. That means they're setting up. So, you know, so I got there, I got to like Samstown at like 10 AM, like pacing the hotel, trying to get into this place. And I like, can't get in. And finally, like somebody came up to me, his name was bird. Um, who was one of the, uh, head production guys. He now works for, um, AEW, um, came up to me. He's like, Hey man, how can I like, I see you pacing around. Like, what can I help you with? Like, are you, what's going on? I was like, yo, dude, I'm just here to help. You know, I just want to help you guys out. Like, I just want to like set up the ring and like, you guys didn't know I was coming, but like, I just want to be here to help. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. So, um, I busted my ass, you know, setting up the ring for them and setting up the show at Samstown. Um, got it, got uh, a couple eyes on me. A lot of a couple guys were like, Well, wow, this guy's not really normal. He's kind of got some size to him and he's got a look to him, like, what's going on, you know? And then um they they kept giving me earlier call times the next day, uh, earlier than everybody else. Like, oh yeah, be here by this time, be here by this time. Um and then um after that, um I think it was like after the weekend, like he put me in front of Joey Mercury, right? Joey was like, you know, yo, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, dude, I want a job. He's like, gay, hey, Ginley, give him my, you know, I, I got to, I'm sorry, let me back up just like a tiny bit. Um, a guy named Ryan Ginley, who was one of the head production guys here at Ring of Honor, I caught his eye. And he goes, yo, dude, like, they like kind of talked to me real quick. He's like, yo, dude, like, I'm going to get you in front of Joey. Like, Joey needs to see you. I said, okay. So Joey Mercury showed up. And um, he put me in front of Joey. He's like, dude, I got a perfect spot for you, dude. Good. Put me in front of Joey. Joey looks at me and goes, yo, like, do you, like who trained you? You know, and I, I'm kind of embarrassed of, like, who tra- – like, it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because, like, I don't really have anybody that like, really takes credit for training me because I feel like I kind of got more on-the-job training than anything. Um, but I do have, like, good mentors and stuff like that, you know. Um, and then uh, he goes, well, do you want a job? And I go, yeah, man, I love a job. Yes, sir. And uh, he goes, well, email me, Ginley, give him my email and like email me some stuff. I said, sure, absolutely, 100%. Um, so then I was like Joey's right hand man for like the last two, for like the two days that they did the pay per view and then the TV taping. Um, about a couple days later, I got a text message saying, hey, do you want to come to the G1 in Madison Square Garden? I said, uh, yeah. And he goes, cool, man, we'll put you on the list. Uh, we would love you to come and do extra work for us. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So, uh, I obviously wore a suit for that one. Uh, so I got to the G one 
And uh, I got to New York. I was going to New York anyway because I had like Black Craft and I like I had like an autograph signing at like WrestleCon and stuff like that. And I had some other things, so I was already going to be in New York anyway. Anyway, um, Joey comes up to me. I was maybe there, maybe at the at the garden, maybe about ten minutes. I'm saying hi to everybody and shit, you know. And um, Joey comes and uh, gives me the he gives me a little 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 what we call an Iggy on the elbow. And uh, he told me to come here, and I was like, "What?" Talking to him, he goes, "He goes, how married are you to your hair?" And he like looks at me like dead serious, like, "What are you gonna say?" And I'm like, "Dude, you want to shave my head? You want to dye it purple? What's up? Talk to me." He goes, "Come with me." And I'm like, "Fuck, he's really gonna shave my head. He's really gonna dye my shade purple." Like, "Uh oh, what's going on?" <laughs> so he pulls me, uh, he pulls me in the in the talent relations office with, uh, he was like Mercury. It was Will Ferreira, it was Gary, and uh, I think Bully was in there too, Bully Ray. And like they sat there and just pretty much drilled me, like why I haven't been signed yet, you know? And um, it was just one of those things, man, where it was just like, uh, I, you know, I came up with all, all the right answers, I guess. And then they invited me to their, their combine, their tryout in May. Uh, trained my ass off for that. Um, came in pretty freaking lean too, like two fifteen, two eighteen, pretty lean. Um, did try, did a couple tryout matches, couple promos. Had a phone call that Monday, invited me to come and uh, be part of the Ring of Honor dojo and so on and so forth. And that's where I'm at now. So that's dude, that's a great story. Well, I would really want to. It's crazy because of the times we live in. That doing a podcast with Stone Cold Steve Austin really, really gave. Your name and what's crazy is I uh, I've had AJ on a couple of times and you know he was going down there because he's been on Austin's podcast but you weren't even scheduled it was just kind of you rode with AJ and then you know Stone Cold asked you to be on is that kind of how it happened? Yeah, so it was um, it was funny because AJ kind of kayfabe me a little bit so we were driving to Arizona for a show and on the way to Arizona he goes hey bro like on Sunday like I might have to drop you off at like a Starbucks or something bro like are you cool with that and I'm like. Yeah, man. So I'm thinking like he has like some kind of audition or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, man, cool, whatever, dude. Like, do your do your boo. Like, I I got you. Do do do. do you. Um, about halfway into the car ride to Arizona, his phone goes off, and it's uh, it says Steve Austin. I got to look at him. Like, is that who I think it is? Because he has <laughs> he has his phone up on the little dash gimmick, right? For like the music yeah. and like yes. And I'm like, is that? He goes. Hang tight, right? He puts his ears in. And he goes, "Hey, man, what's going on?" You know, and um, um, he goes, "Hey, kid, where the hell are you?" You know, I get a stone cold voice. I was like, "Fuck, it's Austin!" Holy shit, you know. And he's sitting there talking to Steve. He's like, "Yo, so what time you want to do this on Sunday?" I was like, "I gave him that look, like you motherfucker, like you're going." <laughs> off. Like, I gave him that look, like you son of a bitch, you know. Anyway, like, um, he goes, "Hey, man, are you cool if you bring if I bring a buddy with me?" He goes, "Is he a worker?" He goes. Yeah, he's a worker. He's actually pretty good. And he goes, tell that kid fuck off and no. And I was like, dude, Austin told me to fuck off. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, he goes, no, nah, man, bring him. It's cool. And I was like, sweet, man. So, like, he goes, we're going to Steve Austin's house on Sunday. I was like, he's all, I don't have to drop you off at a Starbucks. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> so, uh, so it, funny story. So, we're pulling up to Steve's, office, Steve's house at uh, 316 Gimmick Street. And uh, Steve's waiting outside. He just got back from the gym. And um, 
we're passing by it. So we're thinking like, all right, dude, like we're a little early. So like we'll park down the street. Cause he's like beer by like one. So like, we were like, it was like 12, like 45. So we we're like a little early. Right. And he's like, yeah, I just got back from the gym. I need to shower and shit. Yada, yada, yada. So like, we'll just wait down the street. We're passing his house, dude. He's standing outside. So like, we're like, fuck, did he see us? Fuck, 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 fuck. He calls stage. He goes, Hey, was that you just passed me? He goes, yeah. He goes, flip around, park right here. So boom. Anyway. So I get out of the car. Right. He goes, damn, you a big son of a bitch. I go, how are you doing, sir? You know, he goes, Steve. I go, Brian, nice to meet you, man. He goes, Brian, right on. You know, AJ, hey, well, you know, and I, I don't, no one knows this, but I recently kind of got over this, but I still have a kind of, a, I have a deathly fear of dogs. I am deathly afraid of dogs. Besides my dog I have back home. <laughs> that's, um, that's funny you say that. I, for years, I was the same way, man. I don't know what it was. It wasn't until recently that I got over it. So that's, that's, that's funny you say that. Austin has two dogs that like to jump. And I'm trying my fucking damnedest not to freak out on Stone Cold's fucking front lawn because these dogs are jumping on me. And, like, I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, inside, but I'm playing it cool. On I'm like, play it cool, brother. Play it cool. Like, play it cool. So I go. We sit in Steve Austin's house. Man, his wife is absolutely fucking fantastic. Yo, you guys want Red Bull coffee? What do you guys want? Yada, yada, yada. We're sitting there. We're talking about, like, you know, him and AJ and Austin started just kind of just boom, boom, boom. And then, like, he had to print out some stuff for, like, because uh, he did the 2K19, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, game, like, where he blew his wheel out, you know. And uh, he had some notes that he had to print out. So, like, they sent it to his printer. And, like, um, Steve started, uh, Steve's wife, me and her just start, kind of started talking. We started talking about, uh, I think, like, Breaking Bad or Sons of Anarchy or something like that. Something on Netflix. And we just start kind of BSing. And then, like, the dog comes and, like, lay, like pretty much, like, lays in my lap and, like, puts its head in my lap. So I'm sitting there petting it, you know. And Austin's like, I've never seen seen uh, that dog do that. And I was all like, oh, all right, cool, you know. And I was like, yeah, yeah, beautiful dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, let's go next door because he owns two houses. He owns 316 Gimmick Street and 317 Gimmick Street. So we go next door, and that's 317 is where he uh, – does his podcast so we can walk next door and he gives us a couple red bulls and he um he starts doing the thing he puts a microphone out for me for aj's podcast and i was just like i'm not gonna talk on this thing this is aj's moment dude i'm just kind of happy to be here um they start rapping and then he asks me a question and um I start kind of talking about something. Then he kind of hits like pause real quick on his thing. He's like, what's your, he's like, what's your story? And I kind of told him a little bit of my story. He goes, do you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to do a podcast. He goes, cool. Cue up after AJ. I was like, oh my God, no way. And like, he does finishes AJ and then he does me, man. And it was like, he's so easy to talk to. It's crazy. Cause I still, you know, get like, I still text Steve every once in a while. We still we exchange text messages every once in a while and exchange tweets, man. He's just like such a down-to-earth dude, man. He's a good, good brother. And he he really helped launch my career, you know, as a professional wrestler. You know, and sometimes you just need those small breaks, man, to and it's like what you do with them, you know, with those small breaks. So Yeah, dude, that's such a great, great story. And I think it, it it's a testament too, just using 
you know, being in the right place at the right time, but also having the, you know, you had to capitalize after doing the interview, capitalizing, as you mentioned, getting a bigger name out there and, and flying to dates that using, you know, almost what you could say technology, you know, 20, yeah. Yeah, 10, 15 years ago, you couldn't do, you know, a podcast and it really launched something. Now look at you, man, you're signed with Ring of Honor because of doing an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I think that's that's an incredible story because that's, a you know, we talked about the negatives with social media, but here's like a positive of using technology and using things in, in the right way. Yeah. And like, you, like, there's a lot of people that use like social media to like their advantages, you know? Um, uh, uh, Bob Evans, you know, Brutal Bob, you know, he, he uses social media straight to his advantage, man. Former, for, he was in Ring of Honor for years, you know? And, uh, they, they didn't sign him until he was like 37 years old, you know, and used, you know, technology to his advantage. You know, look at what PCO did, you know, technology fucking launched PCO doing that match with Walter at, at, um, what was it like WrestleCon, like 2018, you know, launched PCO. And now he does those PCO Monday nights, you know, every, every, every Monday night, you know, um, you know, becoming the Frankenstein, you know. There's so many different different um, avenues you could take social media. It's just, you know, I, I think, you know, keeping it positive. And I had to learn that, like, the hard way, you know, to stay positive and keep things positive. Um, because I was really, like, I was real bitter for a long time. And I was in, like, a really, really bad head space in a real bad, uh, real bad way for, for a very, very long time. Um, but... It's just one of those things, man, where it's just like you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to keep going, you know. And you know, life is what you make it a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we wind down here, the last couple things, I wanna shift back to music. You know, you mentioned a couple bands, you mentioned like Anthrax, Metallica, you know, and being the metalhead maniac. You know, what are some of your favorite bands, favorite albums of all time? Anybody new that you've gotten into lately that you're really digging, or are you more of the the old school? No, I uh, I recently just went and saw um, like last week, like I think it was last Thursday, my first concert in Baltimore. Um, it was um, Devil Wears Prada. Um, oh jeez, who was it? Uh, Devil Wears Prada, Norma Jean, Gideon, and like an, uh, another band that was opening that was local. But like I'm super high on Gideon right now. Yeah, they're good. Um, yeah, Gideon's amazing, and like it was cool because I talked to them. And they found out they're huge wrestling fans. Oh, that's like the drummer. The drummer was wearing a Steve Austin T-shirt on stage. Oh wow! Yeah, I'll have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I went up and I talked to them. I told them, "Hey, I work for Ring of Honor." Yada yada yada. He goes, "Yo, dude, if you ever want to use any of our music, let us know." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" That's, yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're you know Gideon's really good. Devil Wears Prada. I've seen several times too. They're 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 amazing. Dude, those guys kill it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Killed it. Um, I'm really into Beartooth right now. Beartooth is a phenomenal. I've seen. I just saw them at a fest, the Aftershock Festival out here, man. Absolutely kill. They just really bring it. They're coming out here this way in June, and I'm gonna go. Um, I, there's a guy out here, you know, that works for production who uh, loves metal just as much as I do, and he's just like, let's go to shows, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go to shows. Um. What else am I really into right now? Uh, Lionheart. I'm really into Lionheart. I guess they're Oakland, Oakland, Oakland's own Lionheart. Yeah. I guess they're out of Oakland, and I didn't know that. And um, I just really like that really aggressive, like, 
metal, like hate breed kind of metal. Like you still could understand that, but it's just like you're coming forward all the time. And it's like just like nuts, you know, and I, that's the kind of metal I really enjoy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hate breed. I've seen them with, I uh, saw them several years ago, with, like all the remains. That's like one of my newer favorites. Oh, that would have been a badass show. Yeah. I think it was a, yeah, it was a three band bills, hate breed, all the remains and five finger headline. So that was a real, real real type bill man so yeah I've... i like my finger man they got like a new album i think coming out and I'm, and uh, bad wolves just re- released a new album too that is pretty decent the new manson song though have you heard that yeah yeah interesting dude man. it's beautiful i was really shocked speaking because he just they just announced today he's gonna be touring with ozzy next year is uh, the new ozzy song man i was i was a little little hesitant but man it's, it's grown on me in the last listen to it a few times man it sounds really good too I'm not like a huge, that's the thing though, is like, I'm not a huge Ozzy fan. Like, a lot of people like shit on me for that. Like, you know, how do you not like Ozzy? And I'm like, I just don't like his voice. Like, there's something about his voice that I just, I just can't. I'm like, I love Ronnie Dane. uh, uh, I love Dio. Yep. And and you know what? And I can't hate on that because you know what? There's, 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 uh, you know, I like them both equally, but you know what? There is this camps that some people like that guy better, and I've I've never shit on anybody for that because I'm like, you know what? There's just something to some people's ears. It just, it doesn't hit. And I totally get that. But, like, I'm also into, like, really aggressive female singers, too. Yeah. Like, there's something about, like, a female voice band that can, like, really, like, like, it's weird because, like, I love female vocals, metal vocals. I'm huge into female metal vocals. And that's one thing I share with Matt Taven, too, man, is he loves female metal vocals as well. And, like, chicks, like, from In This Moment and, like, um... Oh man, New Year's Day mm-hmm. and um, fuck, dude. I'm like, my mind is like Laguna Coil, Laguna Coil, Laguna Coil, Icon for Hire, um, uh, Hailstorm. Yeah. Uh, if you get Hailstorm. a chance, yeah. If you get a chance to see Hailstorm, man, that's a hell of a live rock and roll band. And they, I've they, seen them. I've seen them twice. Yeah, they bring it. I saw them do an acoustic set, and then I took my daughter to her first concert. Was Hailstorm because she's a huge Hailstorm fan. So I took her to Hailstorm, New Year's Day, and Starset. That's a that's a great bill right there. Yeah. And then um I did see Hatebreed oh, a long time ago. It was Hatebreed Slayer. Uh, who was it? Hatebreed Slayer. Um Oh, I'm trying to remember what the bill was. Yeah, I I, I know what tour you because that was I think probably early hate breed days. When it was they, like a Jägermeister tour. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know which one you're. I can, can I can picture who the third band is. I just can't I can't bring it. Yeah, it's probably in hate breeds really early days too. Yeah, and like this guy was in the pit like headbutting people, walking around <laughs> just headbutting fools. This guy got headbutted. He got pissed. The guy went to go headbutt him again. He moved and threw his knee and knocked the dude out cold. Yeah, dude, the pits are craziest. Is, is, is you getting a Slipknot pit, man? Those are just that's another. I, dude, I love Slipknot's new new shit. Oh, it's to me, dude, yeah, their new record is just top top notch. Dude, they got that new drummer, dude Weinberg, dude. That dude's badass, man. Yeah, and, and Weinberg is one bad dude, man. Yeah, he incredible light, man. There, I just saw them last month, and they're that new stage show they have going right now is just out of out of control. It's incredible. Well, one of the best shows I've seen, though, man, is Alice Cooper. Oh, I've seen him, too. Great. I saw him with Motley Crue on Motley Crue's Farewell, man. And that, that did, was, you, did you see that at Shoreline? Uh, I saw it up here at Wheatland. I saw went to the Wheatland one because it was a little Okay, close. I went to the Shoreline one. That's where I saw Alice. And Motley Crue fucking shit in the bed. Didn't even care too much about them. I was 
I wasn't even into it. Yeah, but like, Alice was like. Dallas was great. Yeah, he's he's awesome, man. So as we wind down here, last thing I like to do with all my guests, man, is we've talked a lot about social media and stuff. Just uh, where your social media, upcoming things you've got, and where people can keep tabs on everything. Um, everything's on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's all at Sledge Eight Hundred Five. Um, my Facebook's pretty full, so I don't really like add too many people to it. I have so many people that are trying to be added to my friends request. Um, I don't really like deal with it too much. Um, but if you guys want to give me a follow, please, um, at Twitter and Instagram at Sledge805. Um, honestly, I don't really have like a whole lot going on right now. Um, I leave for Tampa tomorrow. That was thrown in my lap about a couple hours ago. So I'm doing laundry and packing my bag for Tampa. Um, but, uh, until final battle, I don't really have anything going on. Um, we got Final Battle. I made my debut at uh, Future of Honor. Um, I think on the 17th. I think that's the date. No, that's no. I don't know. It's like 15th, 16th, and 17th, I think, is the days. I'm not 100% sure. It's in my phone um, that I'm actually holding right now that I could look at, but I'm not <laughs> going because I'm a lazy piece of shit. Anyway, Everybody, um, website. Go to Ring of Honor. If that's the- Ringofhonor.com, then you can find out. Um, I ju- they just released my new vignette, so please uh, uh, share that. Um, on all social media platforms, please. Um, which was really cool to shoot. Um, we did that in downtown Denver at like midnight at night in like 14 degree weather. It was brutal. <laughs> um, being out there with my shirt off and wet, I'm really surprised I didn't catch pneumonia. I'm, I'm really super surprised. Um, but yeah, after that, dude, I fly home for the holidays. Um, they'll be back in California. If you guys want to catch me, um, since you guys are Bay Area people that probably mostly listen to this. I don't know. Probably everybody listens to this. Um, I will be on the 17th of December. I will be at East Bay Pro at their training facility. It is a Tuesday. Um, I fly in that Tuesday, um, and I will be at their training facility that, that night. I don't know if I'm going to be teaching class. I haven't talked to uh, Luxury about that, but... Um, Maynard does know that I'm coming, so I'm going to be participating in class. You want to come and roll with me, or you know, you guys will, you know, uh, teach some things that they're teaching us here at the dojo in the Ring of Honor, you know. Um, and then, like, I, I fly after that, I, I come back and head right back on tour with the Ring of Honor. We got, <coughs> if you guys don't know this, <coughs> excuse me, uh, one second, let me get a drink. Of Oh, excuse me. Um, if you guys don't know this, you can now catch Ring of Honor on all Fox Sports networks. Awesome! That's all around the country. That's killer, man. That's that's awesome, man. It's been a pleasure having you on, man. We gotta have you on again and just talk talk metal, talk wrestling, everything. It's a, it's been a pleasure, man. And good luck with Ring of Honor and keep killing it out there, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm so glad we actually got to do this. Um, and uh, God bless you and uh, your family and. Uh, We'll be talking soon. Want to thank the Metalhead Maniac Sledge for joining me on this week's show, man. Uh, pleasure to have him on for our first time to talk about everything he's got going on. He will be making his debut at the final battle pay-per-view this coming Friday night with Ring of Honor Wrestling, so check that out. Going to be awesome. I know I'll be uh, 
watching his debut and watching that pay-per-view. I appreciate everybody checking out today's show, The Metalhead Maniac Sledge. I'll make sure you follow on all social media, as I mentioned, including the old Twitter machine at NixRNW Podcast, Facebook, Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast, and Instagram, Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Keep those five-star reviews coming on iTunes. All much, much appreciated for that listenership, man. Episode 103, and next week... Uh, excited for this episode. I'm uh, going to have the lead singer AJ from Fire from the Gods. If you remember the Aftershock Festival, I had their drummer on for a brief time. Did a good, solid uh, interview with AJ, their lead singer. They're out on uh, tour right now with Five Finger Death Punch. And they're going to be wrapping that up here in just about a week. So I want to get that out to you. And then Christmas, we're going to round out with none other than the Vaughn Eriks are going to join me. Actually... I apologize. We're going to have uh, Black Top Mojo, new rock and roll band, going to be joining me on. And then New Year's will be the Von Eriks. That will wrap up uh, in, into 2020. So we're we're jamming away, man. It is going to be quite, uh, quite a journey as we head into year two of the Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Once again, appreciate everybody's support. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Follow on social media. And until then, same bat time, same bat channel next week right here on the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Peace. I'm out.